This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. I love those testimonies. That when we step out in obedience, then God shows up. And so, just want to thank everybody who's been giving faithfully. So, we made budget this month, hallelujah, this past month, praise God. So, the Lord is faithful. And, uh, yeah, I, I just love that, that principle. Just, just ask Jesus, Lord, what do you want? And just obey Him. There's such freedom and blessing in that. So, um, yeah. Okay, cool. So, we are doing a Holy Spirit month. Maybe some of you think, but that's every month that we do a Holy Spirit month. But uh, <laughs> we're really wanting to trust God for, for His fullness in our, in our midst. And so I want to ask this question, are we aflame or are we fizzled out? Are we aflame by the Holy Spirit or are we fizzled out? Because that's unfortunately the, the kind of thing that happens to many believers, I think especially in, um, over the season, this lockdown season, uh, a lot of people have lost their fire, lost, they've been fizz, they've fizzled out. The passion for God has been replaced with passions for other things. So we, uh, we had a great week in, as, uh, been shared in Hermanus and, uh, with the pastors, our chauffeur pastors summit. So about a hundred of us came together and it was awesome to, to share and, um, uh, I just realized again that sort of the, the calling on my life is to shake things up. I freak pastors out, people. That's just how it works. I make it uncomfortable for people. So if you're ever here in the house and you're feeling uncomfortable, it's okay. You're not alone, but that's part of the... We need to be uncomfortable to move into all that God has called us to. But I can't help myself. I live for this. I live for the more of God. It's like part of my DNA. It's part of how God has wired me is to continuously call the church higher, to call us into all that God has for us. And I'm so expectant for this month. I'm so expectant for what God is doing in us as a church. I know especially when you like, you know, we're going through the storm of all these challenges, these difficult things. My wife and I, we've been through a really, really tough season. The last five, six weeks, you know, it's just been, I've just been praying night and day. I can't do anything else. Every gap I have, I'm praying. I'm seeking His face. You know, it's just this hunger on the inside of me that God... Lord, we want all that you want to do. We want it all. You know, a few weeks ago, I was worshiping standing in the front and just worshiping in the presence of God. It was just incredible. And I was just, this yearning, this cry within me was, God, whatever you want, it's yours. But I want more of you. I want more of you. And I believe that's the kind of thing the Lord wants to come and stir on the inside of us. That cry deep calling out to deep, God, I, I need more of you. Now, so are we, are we aflame with the Holy Spirit or, or have we fizzled out? Over the last year and a half, you know, it's been a very, very challenging 
time, you know, for myself, I fizzled out at times in terms of where I would normally be in my relationship with God. And it's just difficult to travel, difficult to function, difficult to do what you would normally do. And then you just go into passive. And I believe it's now time to break out. Break out of the passivity. It's time to break out of the, out of the holding back and, and settling for the mediocre. It's now time to, to step up. So in this message today, I want to I wanna call us into that higher place in God. And I'm trusting that the hunger, a thirst on the inside of each of us will be stirred. Because that's the only way we're going to have more of God. The only way we can have more of God in our midst is if we desire, we hunger. But that hunger must move us. It must change our behavior. It must change how we invest our time. It needs to change how we live, how we think. And I believe there's a supernatural grace for that. It's a supernatural. There's something supernatural that God imparts into our hearts and into our lives. It's like the more you have of him, the more you want of him. God, I want, I, I need, I desire more of you. And so that's what I'm praying for, for every one of us, because then we're going to see his glory. Amen. Come on, say, we're going to see his glory. We're going to see his glory. He wants to. He wants to. He wants to. He wants to pour out his life upon us. So uh, I gave my life to Jesus, I think at least twice in high school. Probably at a camp. I think it was two different camps. And prayed the prayer, sinner's prayer. Gave my life to God and felt different. Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, I was back to my old self. I fizzled out. You know, that's how it often works. You know, it works. You, know, you have that moment where you, 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 you step closer to the Lord, and you, it's like the lights turn on, and the fire starts burning, and you're like, yeah, and then, and then it fizzles. And then my first year at university, I committed my life to the Lord, and I had an incredible encounter with the Holy Spirit. On the night, I committed my life to Jesus. I like had fire. I felt fire from heaven just coursing through my, my being. I was like, wow, God is real. And then it was a while until I experienced more of that, but that was stirred in me. In the church, I, I heard people speak about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I heard them talk about this infilling of the Spirit and, and praying in tongues and all of these things, and I was like, I want this. I want this. You know? So I'd like everybody pray for me. I would like every Sunday service, I was like responding on the altar call and in the life group. I was like, pray for me, guys, and I, I would just seek the Lord. And then God would start to work in me. He would like first start, tell me, okay, Andre, you need to deal with your relationship with your mother. You, you hate her. Do you know that? You know, and uh, that's not, not, you need to deal with that. So I started to reconcile with my mom and, 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 and then I start, and then I was baptized in water. And about two, three months later, baptized in water from giving my life to Christ. And, and that Monday morning after bap- being baptized in water, that Monday morning, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Fire was lit. I mean, come on, an 18, 19-year-old person who has just received the fire of the Holy Spirit. That's probably the most dangerous person on the planet. Lacking wisdom, but a lot of fire. Freaked out a lot of people. Praise God. But something got lit on the inside of me. It's like my eyes opened up. I, I didn't have a grid for what I experienced. 
Because my, my background was traditional church background. I, I didn't know that you could experience God in such a way. And then years later, 2012, you know, when we really started to seek the Lord here in East London, then new dimensions of the Spirit opened up to me. I didn't know, I didn't know that is possible, you know. So it's like God just opens new dimensions. And I believe God wants to open new dimensions for us, for us as a church, for you, for your life. He's wanting to open things up. He's wanting to open your eyes. He wanted, he's wanting to break out of the box. You know, so, so many of us have a certain history when it comes to God. We have certain ideas, certain church traditions, certain things. And they tend to make little boxes of who God is and how He can or can't move. God is too big for the box. Now you know that. God's too big for the box. And He wants to break out of that box. But you and I need to open the door for Him to say, okay, just tell, okay God, in whatever way you want to move, whatever you want to do, God, have your way. Have your way. Okay, so I'm going to take us to Revelation chapter 3. This is the letter or the prophetic word that Jesus spoke to the Laodicean church, the lukewarm church. And many believe that this is a picture of the modern Western church. We think we're okay. But maybe we're not. We think we are deeply spiritual. But Jesus stands at the door and he's knocking. It's like, hey, could I come in? <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, I'm having a great time, but uh, <laughs> I'm outside and I want to come in. I want to come in to your church. I want to come into your home. I want to come into your business and work environment. I, I, I want to come in. And so this passage speaks about, about this. Revelation 3, verse 20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. This is written to a church, and Jesus is outside. Yo, it's a scary thought. But if you read the whole passage, you'll see that they became complacent. They felt they fine. We have the Bible, and we are we've committed our lives to God, and we're gathering, we're doing church. Everything's fine. And Jesus is saying, well, I'm outside. And I think there are different levels or measures of this. Sometimes it's simply you have a certain measure of the presence and the power of God within your community or within your life. And Jesus saying, there's more. There's more. I'm still outside. You're experiencing a 10% or a 15% or a 20%. There's more of my spirit available to you. So it says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's knocking. Are we hearing? He's knocking. Jesus is knocking. And he says, if anyone, come on, say anyone. Anyone. Hears my voice and opens the door. Hears. And opens the door. I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Isn't that a beautiful picture? If anyone hears my voice, his voice, he's speaking. God is speaking. The Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, is speaking. 
is calling, is saying, hey, guys, there's more. I'm wanting in. I'm outside. You've pushed me out. You fizzled out. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. And isn't that what we long for, to dine with Jesus? To sit at a beautiful table, feast, sit with Jesus face to face. Heart to heart, spirit to spirit. Have you guys been, have you been exposed to the, the, this series called The Chosen? Now, who's seen The Chosen? Okay. If you haven't seen it, I am not sure if you're going to be allowed into heaven. You know, because Peter is going to stand up there and he's going to tell you, did you see me in The Chosen? Because The Chosen is about the disciples and, and how Jesus went to each one and chose them. So go check it out. There's an app, on, online website and an app. There's a series about the life of Christ. I mean, if you don't, I cry in every, every episode. I just weep. If you don't fall in love with Jesus through that, whoa, it's incredible. The Chosen, The Chosen, over 280 million views thus far. So you, you, you're really out if you haven't seen it. <laughs> but in The Chosen, it, 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 it's the, 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 it reveals, the, the way they reveal Jesus Christ is just, oh, how can you not love him? When he sits across the table and when he just... He looks at the, when he touches the leper, who's not allowed to be touched, and he hugs him. And everybody's, don't touch him! And he's like, I'm going to touch you, going to hug you, going to love you with all your stuff. To dine with Jesus across the table, this feast. He says, if we, if, if we would hear and if we would open the door, if we would desire him with everything within us and open the door... He's going to come in, and we're going to fellowship with him like you have never before. You know, so in, 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 in September, we spoke about spring cleaning month, and we spoke about, you know, that some of us have opened the door to the enemy. The front door of our houses are open. The enemy, the burglar, is just coming in to steal. So you need to shut the door to the enemy. But now for some of us, the door for Jesus has been closed. So now you need to open that door. And that door can be our ideas of what God can or can't do or what he wants to do in my life or my tradition or my ideas. And there's a place where you just, you just open the door and you say, but God, just, just be you. Be you in my life. Have your way in my life. Whatever you want to do, God, I give you a blank canvas. So I want to call us into that. When, when your desire for God becomes so strong that it just moves you beyond your own ideas of things. Okay, so come on, just say this with me. Say, Lord, make me hungry for you. You need it. You need it. The pull of this world is so strong. If our desire for God isn't stronger than the pull of this world, we'll never have all of Him as we should. So allow God to stir this in you. And so Jesus is standing at the door and He's knocking. He's saying, hey, want some fire? 
Do you want some Holy Spirit fire that's going to rock your world? Do you desire my, my life force to, to be in you? My life, my, my love, my light, my, 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 my very being to come and fill you. Because that's when you come alive. That's when you come alive. And, and there are these moments when you have these God encounters. And what, what I've experienced in my life, I've had these God encounters. My eyes just open up and I'm like, whoa, I didn't know God can do this. I didn't know that he can function and do these incredible things in me, through me, in our environment. So every now and again, I, have, I get a glimpse. You know, this week now we're sharing with pastors and, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, I don't think you understand. It's just some, just some of them like, they don't know where I'm coming from because they haven't experienced that. If you haven't experienced, if you haven't encountered this God moment, you don't have a grid for what God can do or wants to do. You know, it's like two weeks ago, um, JP shared here, uh, we've got many JPs now in church, but so JP shared at Freedom Encounter, he had this encounter with the Lord, we, we prayed for him and the fire of God fell upon him and he went to the floor, but when he got up, he was a changed man. That is a God encounter. When God touches you and you have this, this encounter and suddenly things just change. I remember a year or two ago is one of our, one, a guy, a chartered accountant. He's like a director of an accounting firm, you know, and obviously in a very calculated, controlled person. And he was sitting over here in the service and prayed for him at some point. And I mean, this has never happened to him before. You know, he's a very controlled, reserved kind of person. And he had this encounter with God, you know, like, bah, he just went to the floor and he was out. But he got up a changed person. His wife just told me, he's like, she's been praying for years. And it's just like the fire of God was lit on the inside of him and everything changed. He had a God encounter. Now you don't need to fall to the floor to have a God encounter. It can just be, just be on the inside. Just, just have a touch from heaven on the inside and everything can change. But you need the God encounter to open your eyes, to move you into another dimension. You need it. And this is the cry of my heart. It's like, God, you've done it before. Come and do it again and do it again and do it again because people desperately need it. We need our capacity to be increased, our hunger for God to be increased. We need this, this, all the limitations that's in our minds and hearts need to be removed that and say, okay, God, just come and be God in our midst. Amen. Come on. So you need to desire it. Set aside your grid, your framework, and let that hunger, that desire on the inside of you say, God, I I want you. I need you. More of you, I die. God, I need you. I want you. God, come. Have your way in our midst. So Jesus is standing at the door of your house. And he said, hey, do you want some fire? Do you want fellowship with me? Do you want to be transformed? Because it's through the God encounter that we are transformed. Jesus wants to come in. And he wants to come and deal with anything that's keeping us from the fullness of his Holy Spirit. He wants to come and light the fire within us. I mean, that's what he does. People that have no idea. 
It's like if you watch The Chosen, you realize something beautiful. Jesus chose a bunch of nobodies. Nobodies. That should encourage you and me. He, he just chose a bunch of nobodies and he said, I'm going to change the world through you. They had no grid until they encountered Pentecost. Boom. Radical change. Or you had Saul, you know, that first persecuted the believers. He was like, I'm doing this for God. And he was killing believers. And he's like, zeal, zealous for, for God, he thought. Until he's, you know, Jesus clops him off his donkey there on his way to Damascus. And he's like, what was that? Okay, I'm on the wrong path. I need to change. And then he changes. That God encounter, that God encounter that moves us into the will of God. And then when that, that fire starts to burn in us, and we're like, you can't, God, we need more. We need, we need more of you. Come on, let's say that with me. Say, God, we need more of you. Come on, let that stir, let it be stirred in you. Let that hunger be stirred in you. You know that you have an encounter when you have an encounter. You know, because just things change. Limitations are removed. Limitations are removed. And so we have different kinds of Christianity in the Western world. Shallow Christianity, lukewarm Christianity. We have often like feels like hypocritical Christianity. It's like it's just like a lot of a lot of fakeness. When the Holy Spirit shows up, fakeness is gone. As one person said, you know, this mask thing of wearing of masks, it's nothing new to the church. We've been wearing masks for years. <laughs> the fakeness. The fakeness, not just being. And part of that, if we want more of God, there needs to be a humility. There needs to be a honesty. Hey, I'm I'm struggling. I need God. I need help. That honesty of taking off that mask and just saying, hey. I mean, God is doing some incredible things over the last five, six weeks. I've just been praying night and day, just seeking the face of God. In the process, you know, uh, we're having a bit of a revival at home. Our son, who's 12 years old, Vian, he's just awakened in incredible ways. It's amazing. He's 12. He is on fire for the Messiah. He's sharing with his friends about Jesus. He's reading books that I don't think any of us have, most of us haven't read it. He's, he's clapping five, six hundred page books, like the autobiography of Reinhard Bonke, Living a Life of Fire. You know, he's just wanting more of God. And yesterday, you know, Sonica was struggling. You know, my, Sonica hasn't been sleeping for the last six weeks or so. It's been chaos, holy chaos. And so I don't know why, you, why, why do you need to go through all this when you're, when you're upgrading? I don't know why, but we're upgrading in Jesus' name. But so yesterday, he says, Sonic isn't lacquer, so he just said to her, Mom, I want to wash your feet. So he, I, I come into the living room there, my son is washing my, my wife's feet and praying over her and prophesying over her. I'm like, I'll suffer for that. <laughs> I'll suffer for that. There's something about being pushed out of your comfort zone. It moves you. We're like, God, we need you. God, we need you. People need you. The lost needs you. The believers need you. Because they are so inhibited by the lies of the enemy and by darkness and depression or whatever else. God, we need you. 
So how's your hunger? Are you okay with mediocrity? Are you okay with going through life with limited measures of God in your life? Are you okay with it? Because I am not. I am not. And I believe God is wanting to release something in our midst that's going to rock our worlds and many, many other people's lives. But then we need a hunger. We need a thirst. With Jesus, we need you. And then we realign our lives. We, we shift the way we live. Amen. Amen. But so there's the spirit of the world. You know, it's like a bad friend, you know. A wrong influence. And Jesus is knocking there at the door of your house. And he's like, he's like, you know, don't, don't, doesn't want you to hear the knock of Jesus. Doesn't want to hear you, the voice of Jesus. So he takes, he put his arm around and says, hey, let's walk to the other side of the house. Come, come here. Let's turn the TV louder. No, 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 no. Don't hear, don't hear, don't hear the cry. Don't hear the call. Be distracted. And Jesus is standing at the door and he's knocking. He says, hey, I want to come and dine with you. I want to come and rock your world. I want to blow your mind. But you need to open the door. You need to hear his voice. You need to open the door. So Matthew 3 verse 11 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I. This is John the Baptist speaking about Jesus. Oh, he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. Jesus, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He's going to baptize you with passion and power. Jesus is the one. He's knocking at the door and he's saying, hey, I'd like to come in. Are you willing to let go of the control? Are you willing to hand things over that I can do it my way? Or are you going to be stuck in that little box of what I can or can't do in your life? How hungry are you for more of God? How hungry are you for more of God? Is that spirit of the world, that friend? I know the pull of the world is strong. I mean, I've been in, in this lockdown season. I've been just like, you know, you, you, when you fizzle out, when you lose the fire then the things of this world just become so attractive. You can't help yourself. You're just like, oh, let's just go back to that again and go back to that. And then if you want Jesus, you need to hear his voice. Hear his voice. What is he saying? So uh, in the middle of this year, so the Lord has been working with me like step by step. So in the middle of the year, the Lord said to me, Andre, do you want to change the world or you want to play golf? I'm like, oh, you, it's a tough one, tough one. I enjoy, I'm enjoying my golf. But the Lord spoke. I haven't touched the club again since then. Just, bam, cheers. Jesus spoken. And then the Lord comes and he puts his finger on that. Andre, drop that. Let's make some space. Then I drop that. And it's tough at first because we, we get attached to the things. It's not even sin. It's just Things of this world that's filling our lives. There's no space for Jesus. Just the friend of the world filling up your time, filling up your life. And we're missing out. We're missing out. I'd rather be with Jesus, Psalm 23, in the spirit, <laughs> in green pastures with him, than on the golf course 
clapping it into the rough and almost cussing. It's just, yeah, no, no, back to Jesus. But every one of us need to listen to what God is saying. He has a, he's been working in your life to this very moment. He's been taking you on a journey. And now he wants to speak to you. And he wants to say, okay, how are we going to up this game? How are we going to, how, how can you open the door for him? So all I'm asking today is this, to listen to the Holy Spirit, to desire more of God, and then to listen to the Holy Spirit to make space for God in your life. What is that next step for you? What is that next step? Because I tell you, the things of this world cannot compare to the glories of heaven, the glories of God in our midst. Nothing compares to sitting with Jesus, dining with Jesus at that table, at that feast. And you're just like, God, nothing compares. So I want to call you into that. And so we hear some of these other voices, the other voice of the world that says, you, 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 you're not good enough. First sort out your life. Look, your house is a mess. You can't have Jesus coming in here. He would be so upset with you. Or voices like those keep us away from just opening. Just open the door. Give him freedom. Give him license. A blank canvas. Let go. Say, God, come, I need you. He wants to come and clean out your house. He wants to come and fill you. He wants to come and be with you. Or sometimes we say, this is where I was, you know, as an 18-year-old. I was first thinking, but I have my church. You know, uh, we have our way of doing things. <laughs> oh, I have a different th- idea about it. Just, just let go and allow God to be God in your midst. Open the door. Are you opening the door? So Jesus wants to come in with a daily feast. He daily, every morning, a massive battle, armies storming in. And you're like, oh, you want to, we need to fight. We need to, both sides, we need to fight. And some of us might feel like that the pressures of life is on us. But actually, you must just come and sit with Jesus. Come and feast. Come and let him fill you up with fresh fire every day. Just come and intimate with him. Just come and, Jesus, here I am. I trust in you. I'm going to be like a child. I'm going to be like a baby. I'm, let's just, just trust. I'm just going to rest in you. And then when he fills you up and these armies are still coming, at some point you can just start stand up and just, just out. Just, just out in Jesus' name. But some of us are fighting in our own ability. Full up. Full up. Allow the Lord to fill you up every morning. We can't change anything until we've sat down with Jesus and ate. So come and eat. Come and receive. So Revelation 3 verse 14, it says, this is the start of that letter to the, to the Laodiceans. It says, and to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things says the amen. The amen. What's the amen? The amen is the, the one that says, let it be. Uh, the God who's able to speak and mountains move. He's the amen. And he's the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Because uh, creation was birthed through him. And he says, I know your works, verse 15, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So it's like the, the Lord is, in this case, he's looking at the Laodicean church. He's looking at the lives of the people and he's saying, well, you're not completely sinning, but you're not fully on fire and he's like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I, don't do, I, I don't know what to do with this in between. 
You know, those people are the most difficult, most challenging individuals to move into the fullness of God. The in-betweeners. Like, I'm going to church. I'm reading my devotion every now and again. I'm okay. And you, uh, but you don't realize that you need more. You don't realize that you're not in a good place, a good space. So, so the in-betweeners. And it's so easy for us. Every church move begins by the fire of God, and then over time it fizzles out. Every believer should start on fire for God, and then it starts to fizzle out. Where are you at today? Are you fizzled out? Can we look at your day? Is there, is there passion? Is there fire? Is there hunger? Is there desire for God? Or it's just sort of doing the in-between. You're missing out. You're missing out. And I want to call us higher. You know, John Bevere shared this vision he had in the 1980s that he built his, based his ministry upon. But he saw a vision of heaven and, all, and many people standing before the gates of heaven, ready to go into heaven. And he says, he, and the people expect them, they're the Christians, they're going to church. You know, like, yo, we're going to heaven. And he says, eight out of ten people didn't make heaven. They didn't make heaven. Lost their fire and lost their way. Because if we don't have the fullness of the Spirit, it's very possible that over time we fizzle out completely and we lose our way. You need the fire of the Holy Spirit. But Jesus is saying, I know your works. I'm looking at your life. And then verse 16, it says, So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you or spit you out of my mouth. So I'm hoping for most of us, this isn't speaking for us about our salvation. But at the very least, it is speaking about us missing our inheritance in Christ. Missing out on all God has for us. So allow the Holy Spirit to minister to your heart right now. He says, you're not part of my body ultimately. Jesus is saying in a sense, you offend me and you're smug, know it all attitude. And that's so easy to happen. Over time, we have the knowledge. We know. And we should become more like a child as we get older in Christ. More like, no, I don't know. I, I need him. <laughs> that's sort of where I'm, oh, God, I need you. I don't know at all. And in verse 17, it says, and this is where, this is the scary thing, that if we don't have the fullness of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can think we are okay. And I've been convicted about this, especially, you know, as church, churches in general. I, I feel like so many churches and church leaders, we, it's so easy to hijack the church. And we start building church in our own abilities and not by the Holy Spirit. We don't give the Holy Spirit space to move. And I'm like, Lord, it's your church. <laughs> I'm going I'm to do it by the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, not in the flesh. And I want to call all of us into that. But it says here, because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing. You see, it's so easy. It says, and, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. You see, it's so easy to have a nice house, nice car, have your stuff in place, and to think, man, I'm good. I am good. And you don't realize you wretched, miserable, poor. A massive, beautiful mansion doesn't compare to the glories of God in our midst. 
And our human hearts tend to trust in the earthly, in the fleshly. It means nothing. Physical things cannot compare to the glory of the living God. Cannot compare. You need to speak to your stuff. Say, I don't trust in my car. I don't trust in the house. I don't trust in my career. I don't trust in my degree. I don't trust in physical, natural things. Because it cannot compare to the glories of heaven that God wants to pour out into us now. So you need to speak to it. And you need to trust God to open your eyes. Because this is where I'm at. I'm like, these things mean nothing. Nothing. God, we want you. We want you. Come on, say that, God, we want you. Now come, let let be stirred in you. That verse just says, you, that, you don't know your true state. I want to call us into that. So fizzling out, these are four things just to, to, to um, highlight. Fizzle out when you're distracted, when you ignore his voice, you don't listen to what he's saying. You're not opening the door daily, and you're low, you have low standards. You're just like, I have no expectation for God to move mightily or to rock my world or to do mighty things through me. So don't, don't allow that. Don't be distracted. Get your heart back onto him. Don't ignore his voice. If he speaks to you, he's going to take you step by step. Just listen to his, his next command or his next, next thing he says to you. And then open that door daily. And don't have low standards. This is how I am wired. Every, I've, I've, I've experienced God at times move in incredible ways. Where cancers disappear of people's bodies and the glory of God comes where, I mean, it's just, it's just mind-boggling. You know, so there's like high water marks, these moments where God shows up. And I can't, I can never be the same again. I can never forget. I can't unsee that. I can't unfeel the glory of God. And that's just the cry in my heart that I want to stir into us to desire that. Say, God, come. Do it again, Lord. That's what we're trusting for. I'm trusting for the school of the supernatural in two weekends from now, two weeks from now. I, I, I'm trusting that it's going to be the most significant weekend we've had in years. In Jesus' name. I'm trusting for a people that will be hungry for more of God. I'm trusting for a people who will say, God, we don't value earthly things. We long for you. How's your hunger? Are you going to be there? Are you going to come with your hunger to the table? Are you going to add your prayers to ours? Are you going to, in the next few weeks, we're going to be fasting, some of us. We're going to be seeking the face of God. And, and this is where I'm at. I'm like, God, whatever you want, whatever you want, I'm going to lay it down. Whatever you want, I'm going to lay it down. I want to make space for you. God, come, fill me so that you can be glorified. This is for you, God. My life is yours, God. I have no rights. All that I am, all that I have is yours, Jesus. Possess me. Possess me with your glory. For the sake of the lost. For the sake of those who are bound. For the sake of those who are broken. For the sake of those who are struggling with sickness and disease. And it's killing their faith. God, come and heal them. Lord, come and reveal yourself again. I mean, Jesus paid for it all at the cross. He paid for it. But now we need to position ourselves where we can receive all that he has paid for. So we can see his glory in our midst. So pray with us. Let that hunger be stirred in you. Let your, let your expectation be lifted. Say, God, we want to see your glory. We want to see your glory. I was uh, in this week with the pastors. I, I just had this prophetic word that Shofar Christian Church will be known for revival. 
we will be known for the presence of God on our lives. That's what I long for. Not big churches, but God in the house. Fully surrendered people, obedient to the living God. Lord, whatever you want to do, do it. We're going to obey you. We're going to follow you. And in the last verse there, Revelation 3.18, it says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refining the fire. You see, it costs you something. If you want the, the greatest riches, is heavenly, his presence, his love, his goodness, his power. Jesus in our midst, that is the reward. But it's going to cost us something. He says, I counsel you to buy from me. So what are you going to, what are you going to bring to the table? I'm not talking about money now. I'm just saying, well, what, are you needing, what are you going to sacrifice? Where are you going to make space for God this coming week? Where can you lay something down so you can say, Jesus, I'm opening the door to you right now. Thank you, Lord. Come, have your way in our midst. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Allow, just listen. The Holy Spirit is sometimes just a gentle voice that knocks. Sometimes that voice is to reconcile with somebody else. Sometimes it's just to humble yourself. And to love your spouse well, or a friend, or somebody. Sometimes it's just to make space like that. I had to do it. Continuously have to do it. So how hungry are you? Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.